Is anybody ready to, to talk about God's Word and to encounter the Lord today? Yeah, uh, I, I asked the worship team to come back up because I, I feel like the Lord's really doing something here, and I felt this on my heart all week, and I'm not even sure what it is, to be honest with you, but I just feel like in my life and probably in somebody else's life, God needs and wants to do some fresh things. And so uh, I actually don't have sermon notes this week, and it's not because I was lazy or I didn't feel like it. Actually, for those of you who know my style, I actually write too many notes. I write a ton of stuff, and I write it word for word. Like, that's just how I'm wired. I tend to be kind of a teacher. Um, But I have a passage that the Lord put on my heart today, and I've just been praying through it all week. And so um, I'm going to share for a little bit from my heart, and then we're going to encounter the Lord. Can we do that this morning? All right, so open your Bibles to Mark 2 here. Uh, There's a story that I've been, been looking at, and it's really been ministering to me. And uh, I just want to share a few thoughts from, from my heart. You'll see the verses uh, on the screen. Uh, it's a story of, of Jesus ministering to a paralytic man. And uh, it's Mark 2, 1. It says, and when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, which, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, take up your bed, and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, pick up your bed, And go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. So uh, I'm the kind of person, just so you know a little bit about me, I'm I'm a I'm a very curious person. From the time I was a little kid, I was that, you know, annoying five-year-old who was always asking why to my parents and my teachers. And, and the answer was never good enough because whenever I got that answer, I wanted to know, well, why did that thing happen? And, and what's the next level behind that? And what's the, what's the root of this? And what's, what's the core of this? And, and what happens for me as I read the Bible, as I read the ministry of Jesus, I read these just crazy stories, the stories that you guys read, the stories that most of us have heard many times in our lives. And for me, there, there seems to be this disconnect that, that I have to acknowledge, this honesty and this transparency that I have to realize that when I read the stories of Jesus in the Gospels and I look at the American church, it doesn't seem like things add up. 
And that's not okay for me because, because I, I, I want to know him. I want to encounter him. I want to see him. I want to walk with him like these disciples walked with him. I want to I hear what he says when he, when he goes in the boat. I want to go in the boat with him. And when he goes on the road to Jerusalem, I want to go on the road with him. And when he heals the sick, I want to be there and I want to see it with my own eyes. And I want to be part of this kingdom mission. And so there's this, this disconnect that's in my heart, this disconnect that, that I feel like in, in, uh, that, that I'm not satisfied with where the church is at. Now, and I don't mean this to criticize anybody. I mean, I'm, I'm the pastor, right? And I'm not just talking about City Alive. I'm talking about the church corporately. That I'm, I'm looking around and I'm saying there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than just us showing up to sing a few songs and listening to somebody talk and then we, we go our separate ways. And I don't, I don't have words for it other than the Spirit is stirring something inside of me. There's this, this discontentment that, yes, God, I am so thankful for everything that you've done in my life. During worship today, I just, I couldn't stop tears from coming out of my eyes for some reason. That he's just been so good and it seems like he, he keeps getting better in my life all the time. And yet, and yet at the same time, there's this longing in my heart for something more. That when, when it says Jesus, the word got out that he was at home. Now, I don't know how, how, how big Jesus' home was. I'm sure he had a wonderful home. But when Jesus was in his home, word, word got out that he was there. And so people began to gather together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And so they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. Now just think about this for a minute here. Think about the disconnect here. Churches all across America are empty. Churches all across America close their doors every day. And we can blame the pandemic and COVID, but the reality is COVID didn't start any new trends. These are trends that have been in effect for a long time. COVID just gave people an excuse to back out. And I don't know about you, but there's, there's this longing in my heart and there's this belief that I have. That as, as frustrating as church can be, and I know, I talk to you guys. Somehow we, we seem to be a group of people, some of whom are new believers, but many of whom are here because your last church, things weren't so great. And I, and I read the Gospels, and I read that wherever Jesus went, there was this crowd, there was this pressing in, and there was no bait and switch. There's no, hey, come to this fun thing, and then maybe we'll hit them with the Gospel around the corner. What was compelling is the person of Jesus. And I have this crazy idea that he's still compelling. There were so many people gathered together that they literally tore a hole in Jesus' roof. What if we got to the place where word began to get out that Jesus is here. 
And I don't just mean in this building. I mean in your life. I mean in your house church. I mean in your neighborhood. That everywhere Jesus went, people came. They came to meet with this person. And maybe like me, you read the Gospels, you read the stories of Jesus, and you compare your own history with the church, and it doesn't line up. And let me tell you, I get it. I feel it. I understand that. I understand the, the frustration and the disappointment, and why don't these things add up. But I, but I want to tell you, there's this, this crazy thing that's happening in my heart that is as dark as it looks out there in the world, as much as it looks like the world is moving on without the church, as much as it looks like the church has caused a lot of its own problems, let's be honest, there's still this belief that I have that Jesus is building his church. I still believe that he's compelling, that he's beautiful, that he's powerful, and I, I cannot live a powerless existence when I believe in a powerful Christ. I'm unwilling. I'm unwilling to live a dry and empty and bankrupt spiritual life when I believe in a risen Jesus. When I, when I believe in a Christ who is crucified and risen again and seated at the Father's right hand in glory and given a name that is above every name. And so in the midst of this, this moment that we're in, this moment that you're in, and I know stuff happens, whether it's things at your job, things in your marriage, things that are happening with your physical body, maybe there's a sickness. We serve a Jesus who, who gets down to the root of those things. That he sees this paralytic man. And he says, son, your sins are forgiven. See, Jesus, yes, he, he takes care of the outside, but, but Jesus has this way of getting deep down to the root of things. And I, I have a feeling that there's some people here who would say, Joey, something inside is just not adding up. Something inside just feels hollow, it feels empty, and maybe it's because of sin in your life, like for this guy. But maybe it's just, you don't even know, maybe you're, you're doing everything right, you're, you're being faithful with, with your work and with your family, and you're here at church, but, but there's just something that seems off. And I, and I want to tell you today, Jesus wants to meet that need in your life today. He wants to heal that place of deep brokenness, of deep woundedness where you need, you need something to happen. And the, the cool part of this story is that it doesn't say, seeing the paralytic's faith, he said to him, your sins are forgiven. It said, seeing their faith, he said, your sins are forgiven. Now, this goes against all of my theology. That somebody else's faith can lead to you being forgiven. That goes against everything I was taught. I'm still not sure how to work it out, to be honest with you. But I, but I have a sense here that for, for some of you who, you, you're in a place where you've tried, you've believed, you've trusted, and it feels like time and time again, it's just something's missing, it's not adding up, you haven't seen the breakthrough. 
I want to tell you today that in this room, there are people who can believe for you when you cannot believe for yourself. That's why church matters. That's why who you surround yourself with matters because there's a, there's a moment in your life, a time will come when you don't have faith for yourself. You can't believe for yourself. And the, and the crazy thing is God will see somebody else's faith and move in your life. What if you and I became the kind of people that had enough faith, not just for ourselves, but for the people around us? Sometimes it's actually easier to believe for other people than it is for yourself. And so who you have around you matters, but, but the beauty of this story is Jesus, he, he, he hits the, the deep place. He, he forgives his sins, and then as proof, he tells him to rise, pick up his bed, and go home. And the crazy thing is, the guy does it. Stands up, immediately picks up his bed, and he just walks out, goes home, doesn't even look back. And it says they were all amazed so that they glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. These were religious people. These were the people of God. These were people who were doing everything right. And yet there's a level of encounter that only happens when you meet with the person of Jesus. In church, there is a desperation in my heart to be like the people in that room. There is a desperation in my heart that says, we need the Lord. We need the crucified and risen Christ in our midst. I need him in my personal life. I need him in my family. And you probably need him in, in your life. For the sin in your life. For the sickness in your body. For the situations that you encounter every day. We need him. We need him. And so we have a choice. We can either get to a place where we accept that these were nice stories from a long time ago, or we press in until we meet with the risen Christ. That's our choices. We can accept a weak and powerless Christianity that's simply about nice external behavior, or we meet with the Christ who ministers in the deep places of our hearts who does what nobody else can do. And I, and I have a feeling that the moment that the church is in, not just City Alive, but I mean the church, the moment that the church is in right now is where God is stripping away all these other things that we leaned on, all these other things that we depended on. And we'll get to a point where we realize as long as he shows up, that's all that matters. He's all you need. He's all this city needs. He's, he's the only thing that's ever been needed. Would you stand? Lord Jesus, we need you. Lord Jesus, we need you. Lord Jesus, we're hungry for more of you.
God, I pray for the consuming fire of your spirit to rest on us. God, your word says that you are a consuming fire. God, we pray that right now, here in this place, anything that is contrary to your will for our lives would be burned away in the fire of your love. Would you just open up your hands to the Lord as a sign of surrender? God, we want nothing but you. God, we're here for you. God, we want to encounter you. God, we're desperate for your presence. God, we're desperate for you. God, we're tired of status quo. We're tired of the mundane and the ordinary. We're tired of a powerless Christianity. God, I pray for a deep and burning hunger to rest on your church. Lord Jesus, would you meet with your people today?